0: Go to thecognitiverampage.com. Feel free to contribute, donate, keep fueling the change, whatever it is that you guys can do to help continue to allow this to happen.
1: None of this would happen without you and your love and your support and, of course, your contributions. Love you. Cognitive Rampage, a scientific approach to self discovery, change, and life optimization, is now available on Amazon. What I do in the book is I fuse the latest research from the cognitive, behavioral, social, environmental, and biological sciences. It's not just motivational fluff and wordplay. Now, I do talk about my own story, so there's some kind of inspiration in there, but I'm not just spinning words and hyping you up with motivational fluff. Whether you need a life change, simply enjoy self-exploration and optimization, want to discover new hidden passions, or reduce the life-altering effects of toil, anxiety, depression, all of those issues, this book is for you. This book is not a cookie-cutter method of steps to follow. You'll customize the scientific framework with your own personal beliefs to build your authentic change. That way you assimilate it faster and quicker. It's not just copying my beliefs and telling you step one, step two. These will come from your beliefs is how you extend and build the foundation upon this framework. You'll use this framework throughout your whole life, through every change, and through every age. These are not empty words of motivational spin. This book is an experience. The Cognitive Rampage is based in science and is built from your beliefs. It's a path to help you unleash your desired change. You can apply this method on your own with no harmful side effects speaking of no harmful side effects october 21st i will be in orlando florida for a cognitive rampage works, workshop called moving beyond life's transitions whether you're dealing with addiction trauma depression anxiety or just like to optimize but do it scientifically right that's what this workshop's about. I call it "kick in your front door" psychology. Uh, essentially, we're going to walk through the application of the cognitive rampage. What's behind that is uh, my theoretical approach—a integrated approach, actually, based in science um, that we call transrational structure behavior theory. It's a mouthful, but uh, it's a direct approach on all impactful fields of our lives. Uh, social, environmental, biological, cognitively, uh, behaviorally, etc. But October 21st, you can get tickets at com or cognitiverampage.com. If you join the Tribe of Change group on Facebook, you have a password link to have $50 off registration. And if somebody you know is struggling financially, but really wants the help and is really looking for a way to really well, find a new way to live their life really looking for something new and they're really into it. But the only thing holding them back is money. Just register yourself, purchase the ticket there, put plus one and we'll comp them at the door. Uh, we'll know they'll be with you, but uh, I don't want anybody's financial situation to hold them up from getting some kind of help. Um, that can really, uh, change your life. But uh, that's October 21st in Orlando, Florida tickets at cognitive com. My guests on the podcast Justin Strahan and Scott Nelson are two of the many founders, but two of the co-founders and brainchild behind Juve Red Light Therapy. You may have seen it. You may have not seen it, but those of you that are into life optimization and trying to find holistic ways of healing, improving, and optimizing, I'm sure you've heard of Red Light Therapy. Uh, Well, Justin and Scott come on and give us the scientific ins and outs, the application, their story uh, of how it came to be. Uh, I love the story of companies that are out to help people change the paradigm and, in my opinion, actually fight chemical incarceration uh, due to the effects caused by using red light therapy they're finding with pain reduction uh, can, in my book, perhaps stop a lot of people from uh, moving into the addiction opiate side, but we talk about that uh, in a lot of other things concerning red light therapy treatments Uh, we talk about what's to come other things that possibly are treated by this that science is showing little blips of not full-on evidence of saying it yet but we talk about the future of red light therapy uh, all the different possibilities but it was an educational podcast for myself and I hope you enjoy hope you got your pen and paper ready your thumbs ready to take notes or maybe just take notes mentally but hope you enjoy this is Justin Strahan and Scott Nelson, co-founders of Juve. Well, I was excited when um, I think it was your wife that reached out uh, through the Tribe of Change and uh, yep. the Red Light Therapy. Now it's 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 funny. I, I know you guys work with uh, Jeremy Stevens as well. Uh, I had well, I was living out in uh, out in Arizona for a while, and uh, anyway, I I work with a fighter, if you will. We'll just say I work with him a little bit uh, Julian Williams. And so I'm sending him all your guys stuff, right? I'm like, here, yeah, get on this, you know. And I didn't realize. And then not too long after, you know, your wife reaches out, and I go, whoa, what the hell? I'm like, <laughs> this is perfect, man. It's just, just exactly something I want to get into because, uh, you know, I'm I can skim the surface of it really, but. Um, when you start incorporating Dr. Jack Cruz's research, along with what you all are doing for me, it just, it was like, yes, th- this is so it's new, right. But not new, but it's amazing. Right. So if you, if you will, man, just walk me through, I guess, how you guys came to be, walk me through a brief, you know, what, what made you unite and become the transformer altogether. Right. And start doing this. Just walk <laughs> me through that story, man.
0: Sure. Well, it's it's a, it's a great story. So, uh, my, my wife, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, reached out to you, and, and we're we're fans. We've heard, uh, you know, many of your podcasts. Uh, you mentioned Jack Cruz, uh, and uh, you know, we've uh, definitely enjoyed what you've what you bring to the table. But uh, as far as red light therapy, you know, she uh, came across it in a local uh, tanning salon, actually, that had uh, beds that were converted for that purpose, and uh, she was intrigued and had read a little bit that. Uh, had a wide ranging health benefits, and at the time she was uh, primarily looking for something uh, that could basically get kind of simulate s- sunlight. Uh, we live in uh, Minneapolis, and you know we're entering the time of year where you know you don't get a whole lot of it. So uh, that was one of the things that first drew her in. But uh, as she uh, tried it out and noticed uh, many different skin benefits, uh, she wanted to try to find something that we could use a- at home, and she was quite frustrated by what she found on the market. And uh, really, the only options that she was able to find were small handheld items, uh, devices that, you know, you could treat a small area of your face, but it would take a significant amount of time, uh, you know, to do anything other than your, than your face. So, uh, I have a, a background in, in engineering, and uh, she uh, uh, came to me and was like, hey, you know, I want you to, to dig into this, figure out how this stuff works, and figure out how I can, you can make one that we can use at home. And... Uh, I was, as That's most cool. pe- most of us are, when we first hear the term for red light therapy, it's like that can't be real, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I started to dig into it, and uh, I was absolutely floored by the fact that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of published uh, clinical studies uh, on benefits from uh, photobiomodulation or, or red light therapy. Also uses near infrared, uh, you know, from everything from uh, what you'd expect most most people will have some awareness, maybe for skin health benefits, uh, but it doesn't stop there. It goes, you know, much much uh, beyond that. Everything from uh, muscle recovery, uh, reduced joint pain, inflammation, and even all kinds of other health conditions. So I was like, wow, there's there's really something here. So um, <clears throat> what I started to, to find out was not only was uh, the stuff real, but it had been around for quite some time. So uh, low level laser therapy or LOLT has really been around for, uh, you know, several decades. Uh, but it really hasn't hit mainstream and it wasn't something that really gone beyond, uh, the practitioner market, um, until relatively least recently, um, with the discovery that LEDs could be just as effective and, uh, treat a much larger area of your body with, uh, you know, at a lot more co- uh, cost effective, uh, cost price point. Uh, so, basically dove into the science and uh, was like, yeah, this is something we, we need to do. And Scott has uh, has spent his entire uh, life in the uh, medical device space and med tech industry. And he's also uh, always uh, uh, loved marketing and the, the idea of growing as a company. So he was he was like, yeah, let's do this.
1: Yeah, I love I love how uh, your wife said, OK, look, Mr. Engineer, Figure something out, right? And I, I hate to just say it's the personality of the engineer, but it, it is to where it goes, give me something I can solve. Yep. I had uh, ex-rocket scientist and chemical uh, engineer Christian on. Same aspect, right? They look at life that way. They take a problem and go, okay, uh, just do this and fix it. And I, I love how that came to be. And uh, a lot of ideas start that way. It's like, hey, find a solution. And then it starts to spread that way. But then it looks like you reached out. Uh, and said hey Scott I know you can do this part and like your wife told you is like look do this part all right because I'm going to build this stuff but I need you Scott is that kind of how you came in uh on the to the company or idea
2: yeah yeah J- just like Justin had mentioned I was pretty skeptical myself and my, my wife also had had been experimenting with with red light therapy at, at the same local." uh local salon here in Minneapolis. And so just like Justin, we're my backgrounds by, you know, I, I spent my entire career in the, in the medical device space with companies like Medtronic and Boston Scientific, et cetera. And I have hmm. a biology background, so I'm a little bit more I'd like to think I'm somewhat technical, and so I, I just like Justin. I was a little bit skeptical, you know, thinking red light therapy. Just like probably most of your your people that are listening to the cognitive rampage right now, they're like, "What's <laughs> going on with this stuff?" But um,
1: skeptical is is uh, understatement, man. I mean, if you watched any late night infomercial, you saw, you know, just put this over your skin. It'd be white <laughs> lights, and then all other <laughs> kinds of lights, man. It's of course, right. It's it's, yeah. it's too easy, right? Especially people. Uh, that experience some of the things this is good for especially things like fibromyalgia and pain for me it's a huge interest on in the mental health aspect because so much of that links to the opiate addiction It link le- it leads to taking pills etc and people experience that so even if it brings down you know the red lining just below it you know you can really prevent addiction there's for me it's another route of going you know preventing pain and serious issues that way so Uh, but those skeptics for sure, because they hold on to, you don't know how bad it does hurt, right. Or what this really is, is about something that simple. Can't solve my problem.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's a a common question that we get, you know, is, you know, how can this be effective for so many uh, different health benefits? I mean, it sounds way too good to be true, but uh...
1: marijuana gets the same rap, right? It's true. (laughs) How does it No, it can't be that good for that many. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I think the main reason why it's so effective is is because what it does at a biological level, and it's it's, it's giving energy directly to our cells in a way that our bodies are are designed to be able to absorb uh, and and harness and, and really turn into cellular cellular energy. Uh, so by by helping your body at the cellular level, uh, you know you can you can really affect a change uh, with a lot of different uh, health ramifications.
1: Yeah, what what was some of the the first ones? Because I know, like, I, I actually know a few people in the. Uh... Uh, marijuana business that are so dedicated for the medical reasons right behind it they have like one or two that really have uh, affected their lives right things they've seen Uh, there's people like that people tend to forget that they mix the the two up and there's scientists there's you know uh, believers in the medicine side which I am too you know they have that focus for you was there anything in any uh, of your lives to where it, it it affected you directly where you saw a major change by implementing
0: red light therapy Yeah. I mean, some of the things that that we've seen personally, uh, my my wife, when she was first training in the salon, uh, it it basically totally cured her of some issues that she'd had with eczema for for quite some time. Um, You know, quite, you know, debilitating, you know, uncomfortable is is the understatement. Uh, But also she was interested in it for how it can help with uh, gut health. Uh, We've had uh, some other other things on our own uh, family members that have had issues with uh, they've noticed improvements in their eye uh, their eyes for example eyesight uh, some different eye conditions uh, so it's 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 amazing when you start to look at it and and that's that's honestly my favorite thing about uh, about what we do is is getting the reviews from our, our customers and hearing them say you know hey it's it helped my the other one we got this week from it uh, she bought a light for her 82-year-old mother and her mom just loves it. She, you know, has increased energy and it's like she won't miss a day now.
1: What about you, Scott? Something uh, more personal on, on the edge with this?
2: Yeah, no, I, I primarily um Adam use it prophylactically just because I I, you know, fundamentally believe in the science and that um I'm I'm helping to uh, enhance, you know, normal cellular function. Um so I that that's primarily how I use it on a daily basis. But you know, my wife anecdotally, um, she's had glasses um um, since she was a child and so with every annual checkup over the past 3 years you know since we've been uh building these these light therapy devices um her vision has actually incrementally improved year over year you know so that in conjunction with some other um some other benefits you know sk- sk- related to skin health and also at a at a deeper level with specific to some some hip pain that she had been, she had been experiencing um are probably you know some of the more Profound, profound changes. But, you know, it's just, you know, like we, we encourage all of our customers too. yes light therapy has, has, is, you know, clinically documented to, to enhance, uh, you know, a lot of different things with respect to health. But there's also other other aspects too, right um, uh, that that I think everyone should be incorporating right like my wife, for example, I know you've had naughty on on your show quite a bit on Aguilar with functional patterns. That's another great program that she's had a lot of success with as well. So light therapy is just one of, of many you know, aspects in terms of, you know, a, a fully, you know, a, a, a well-rounded sort of like, you know, treatment algorithm for just proactive health.
1: Yeah, something, something to add. Was, was some of that uh, outcome with uh, your wife or even yourself, was that part of getting over that skepticism real quick as you entered into uh, uh, doing the company here with Justin and uh, his wife and everyone yeah. else?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there's this, like, myself, I'm a little bit more of a science nerd, so I, like, I want to, and, and some of that's because of my background in the med tech space. I mean, the first thing that I've, I've always sort of was, was trained to, to sort of look at first is the clinical data, like, what published literature is there that, that supports this type of science? Um, that, um, and, and that, there's, there's, uh, there's a ton of, I mean, it's overwhelming the amount of clinical literature, you know, what, that's, what's that's- one.
1: What's something that, that stuck out to you, uh, if you remember, like in the in the research that kind of was, okay, I'm listening here. Okay, I'm on board.
2: Yeah, yeah. So so I think, you know, and Justin kind of mentioned this earlier, if people are familiar with light therapy, um, most are familiar with it in the context of a, a medical spa, so for like skin conditions, right? You know, helping with tone and texture, reducing wrinkles, et cetera. Um, there's plenty of evidence to support that, but also... Um specific to um, what I was most intrigued about is you know th- those studies specific to muscle recovery and athletic performance. Um, one in particular um, um, participants uh, were used light therapy both before and after training, um, but especially before training, uh, they showed a fifty percent increase in the amount of muscle thickness when using light therapy and it was like bicep extension uh, exercises is kind of the exercise they were doing and what the muscle group that they measured but 50% increase just by using light therapy alone is pretty profound. Um, yeah. And so that's just one of like a multitude of clinical studies. So it's that. And then in conjunction with like, you know, seeing, seeing the benefits firsthand, you know, from the people that, that we know um, kind of in our, in our close family. And then also just the sheer number of, of customers that are using this, that using this device now and have reported back really, uh, really, um, really positive benefits. Um, it's, it's, it's just hard to ignore.
1: And I like it from the aspect that, um, you know, you're not stating this is the end all to be all, right? That's when Mm -hmm. we all get skeptical when someone (laughs) says that, but, you know, incorporating small, you know, small moments of time, you know, just in your routine to find to do something like that. Um, It's also... Not like going to get a treatment, right, where you go pay this uh, this huge amount of money, uh, maybe something met, uh, medical procedure, something like that, right? It's something you can incorporate. You don't have to spend so much money on some $3,000 treadmill, right? You're, you're going to walk on twice. You know, it's something you can actually work in your life that's uh, affordable, too. That's the other view that I like and uh, the approach that you all have taken.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that, that I was most floored in looking at the research and, uh, you know, and following guys like uh, Dr. Jack Cruz is just the incredible role that light plays in our overall health. I, I know it's something that I personally totally uh, underestimated. I think we get so focused in on on food and, you know, other aspects of health, and we totally miss the fact that, you know, we were – uh, for thousands or however, however, depending on your beliefs, however long we've been on this planet, you know, we've been uh, exposed to natural sunlight, you know, almost all the time. And that's obviously totally changed here in the past, you know, 100, 100 years or so. And uh, so I think some of us are, are you know, are really missing out on, on getting the light that our bodies need. And so this is a great way that we can really give our bodies the specific wavelengths and intensity of light that our cells are able to harness and, and help uh kind of supplement what we get from a uh, natural light standpoint uh if, if you
1: would walk through um who, whoever jumps on the science part of it it'll probably be both of you from the sounds of it but um, <laughs> walk through if you will those that may be new to it or don't understand it um not even as far as even heard of jack Cruz, right but i understand the light penetration depths uh, vary between colors etc Um, but walk somebody in that's basically not even understanding the idea of the mitochondria our circadian rhythms, how that's affected by what we're missing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, sunlight is a wide range of wavelengths. So you have everything from in the UV spectrum from zero to 400 nanometers. You have visible light from 400 to 700 nanometers, the colors of the rainbow essentially. And then you have uh, the infrared spectrum that goes from uh, the – Seven hundred nanometers on up uh, well in excess of three thousand nanometers, and I think most of us when we hear the term uh, infrared we think of that's a type of wavelength, but the reality is it's it's this huge band and so there's all different types of uh, benefits from those wavelengths uh, a lot of, a lot of us are, are familiar with uh, infrared saunas for example, those typically use wavelengths longer than three thousand nanometers for the purpose of heating our tissue and Uh, the resulting cardiovascular benefits that can be gained from those longer wavelengths. What photobiomodulation does is it uses specific wavelengths that are intended to feed uh, the mitochondrial activity. And there's two ranges that have been proven to be the most effective. Uh, The first of which is between about 630 to 670 nanometers, which is in the red spectrum. And then again, between about 810 to 880 nanometers, which is in the near infrared, uh, you know, invisible uh, spectrum. And both of those wavelengths have been proven to have profound effects on cellular uh, function. The main difference being that the longer wavelengths of the near infrared uh, have been demonstrated to be better uh, at reaching deeper tissue. So while the uh, 660 range, Uh, gets more quickly absorbed by the skin tissues and is optimal for producing benefits such as increased collagen production, the near-infrared wavelengths are excellent at at reaching through to deeper uh, muscle and joint uh, tissues.
1: Hence the uh, inflammation effects that you have, the anti-inflammation effects that uh, are created. For for me, it's why taking a leave, right? Why take an aspirin? Why risk all that? And we know the risk of Tylenol by itself. You know, and uh, long use of any of those things. So, I mean, so the deeper penetration from the infrared light uh, is able to almost a full body kind of effect and increases blood flow to to a point, really, which is where fibromyalgia, which you see on the rise, uh, really is assisted with this, right?
0: that's correct and you know one of the, the things that's incredible I think you know science is just beginning to touch on the the importance of light uh, for our overall health but uh, there is there is research demonstrating as you point out that it does increase uh, cardiovascular function and uh, circulation uh, and what you know what they' what the one of the theories that's that uh, uh, proposed uh, by, by a gentleman like uh, dr. Gerald uh, Pollock uh, author of the book *The Fourth Phase of Water*, he talks about how our, our bodies harness light, and they, from the research that he, he's conducted, is very likely to be a driving force in uh, pushing blood cells through uh, through vessels that are actually smaller than the cells themselves, and they're finding out that it's not actually. Ah, uh, driven primarily by pressure from the heart, like you would think, it's actually uh, being drawn as an electrical, electrochemical process uh, that is used harsic-like.
1: Holy shit, man! <laughs> and what, what, people, what he's saying in layman's terms is uh, we're constricting our own bodies through lack of exposure to light and more exposure to uh, blue light, and uh, possibly with Dr. Jack Cruz, EMF as well, and other things that are just can. Com- possibly compressing from the outside, which makes sense, right? If, if we're shooting waves at our bodies in uh, whatever level, right, it's going to affect us on at least on the surface, right, down deep. And maybe in the age of exposure to blue light, I mean, we, we need the enhanced exposure, right, to, to red light.
0: That's true. And, and you know, we've, we've had incredible feedback. Uh, we've been fortunate to be uh, endorsed by uh, Dr. Mercola, Uh, and, uh, he, he approached us uh, some time ago and was intrigued by the, by the technology. And one of the things that that he's noticed, and he's obviously been in the forefront of, uh, the alternative, uh, wellness, uh, industry for some time. Uh, you know, he spends, uh, some of the, some of the conversations we've had with him, you know, he's, uh, he he gets his morning walk on the beach. I mean, he's clearly, uh, gets a lot of sunlight, but even he was really floored with the, the impact of, uh, doing sessions. Uh, he uses our, our, our Combo Max device that has basically a full body treatment on both of those, the wavelengths I mentioned, 660 nanometers and 850. And he couldn't believe after using it uh, after just even one time after a uh, post-workout, just the, the impact it had for uh, muscle recovery, the the soreness that he knows that he should have gotten the next day just didn't, didn't come. So uh, he, he's become a big fan.
1: Yeah, you were talking about that, Scott, with the uh, high-end athletes, right, when you were using a pre- and post-workout, uh, et cetera. That's, yep. what, that's what drove my interest when I saw it was uh, – I actually saw it through Jeremy Stevens, uh, your hmm. direct product, and uh, with the fighters that uh, – the little links that I have to talk to. It's where I shared it and got involved. And that's where you see a lot of focus, right, is how can I optimize the re- not even just the training but also the recovery.
2: Yeah, a- absolutely. That's that's probably been a supr- one of the more surprising um, – uh sort of uh i guess uh i'm trying to look, look, think think of the word the be- the best word to use, but that's that's been surprising to us, seeing the uptick in that sort of that demographic i guess if if you will for lack of better terms is that 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 competitive um th- those athlete, competitive athletes um uh, fitness enthusiasts that are looking for that edge um especially a guy like jeremy stevens i mean he's a he's had a tremendous career. Um, one one of the veterans, but is still like is still going at it strong. And one of the reasons is he incorporates a lot of these types of different therapies. One of those being light being light therapy. And understands the you know that not only that it's backed by you know solid clinical data, but it it just simply works. And so we've we've seen an increase across the board in inbound interest from the sports community, from you know professional hockey players to NFL players, um, et cetera. It's typically those that are a little bit more on the leading edge. You know they're looking for you know you know they're listening to shows like yours or or you know the Ben Greenfield podcast or you know what have you um that are incorporating these different therapies and and seeing you know seeing fruitful results
1: is it is it possible uh to think that i mean i follow Dr. Andrew Patrick at Found My mm-hmm. Fitness i get a lot of that too. I wrote about her in the in the book as well but uh, the gut research and how much we know the beginning to learn uh, and know even further how much the gut affects our, our brain development uh, and so many things uh, in our lives. Right. It's it's being connected to even dopamine, I think, creation, serotonin creation, possibly uh, so many things that is is the infrared w- able to get deep enough to actually do some enhancement or things. I mean, because I, I, she does some research with sauna. Uh, it links to some gut research they found there, but um, is there any research that you guys have found that are pointing to uh, ability to enhance the gut or, or he, not heal it but clean it or, or any uh, effects?
2: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely clinical cl- clinical evidence um, with respect to uh, to reducing inflammation um, within the gut. It's not as there's not a direct like one-to-one tie like, like, like the study I mentioned earlier with respect to you know increasing muscle thickness. Um, a, lot, um, a lot of it, you sort of have to connect the dots a little bit. But uh, there's certainly a, a profound uh, amount of clinical evidence that suggests light therapy with the specific, specific wavelengths actually helps to sort of almost rebalance your uh, immune system and switch it from an M1 phenotype to an M2 phenotype which enhances something called like phagocytosis um, and that actually enhance, like helps your, your macrophages to actually um, sort of digest those free radicals, if you will. And so there's definitely a fair amount of clinical evidence. In fact, um, Dr. Michael Hamlin, who, uh, uh, who's on our scientific advisory board, he's a, he's a researcher. Um, he runs his own photo, photo medicine lab at Harvard. Um, he actually just had a nice little write-up in a, in a, in a magazine called Berry Essentials where he kind of discussed this very thing with respect to extreme athletes and how they can not only enhance their performance, but also reduce inflammation. And so it's a kind of a nice little piece. We can certainly send it to you if you want to link to it in, a, in, the, in the show notes. But it's, a, it's an interesting little read that covers light therapy from his perspective, considering he's published, you know, well over 300 clinical studies himself.
1: Anything that can, you know, inflammation is linked to so many things as well. I mean, it seems to be the uh, starting point for so many diseases yeah. or issues that we've, we find everywhere. So, I mean, an athlete, I, I mean, I was one for a little while, I, I guess I sort of am one now, but I, uh, whatever that subjective notion means, right? But um you're almost in a constant state of inflamed, right? Mm-hmm. Whether, you, whether you're actually performing or then you're not performing and recovering from being inflamed, right? So then you inflame it again. So it's this constant rotation that many people do if they're not, uh, especially if you're not practicing proper movement and functional movement. But uh, if you stay inflamed, so I I kind of play the chess moves further. If you are a top performing fighter, uh, tennis player, or whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, If I'm keeping myself less inflamed for a longer period of time, uh, I can see not only playing longer, but maybe playing a shorter period of time and then having a a good quality of life longer after uh, putting your body through so much.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. And that that point almost reminds me of, of some of Dr. Rhonda Patrick's work that you just mentioned and her specifically about sauna therapy and how, you know, you're inducing sort of stress on your body, right, with heat. Um, and that, and, you know, you get the corresponding downstream ramifications with the heat shock proteins and, you know, sort of inducing almost like a, a cardiovascular response in your body, but then allowing your body to almost recover that sort of that flight or, um, that sort of that, that, that flight fight or flight response that you actually want. But to your point, Adam, I mean, we need those times where you actually recover, you know, where you, you help you help your cells, you know, you help your body at a cellular level recovery, recover from some of that that, that, uh, that stress induced inflammation. And so if you don't have that recovery bit, um, you know, that could just lead to, uh, you know, a, a cascade of, of, prolonged, you know, negative, uh, negative, uh, negative, ramifications. And that's where like light therapy really comes into play is actually helping with recovery. You know, there's definitely studies that show that it, you know, using it before a competitive event does help, in, you know, help enhance athletic performance performance, but that recovery aspect is crucial, you know, when it comes to, you know, light therapy.
1: Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna ban it now. It's performance enhancing. Light. <laughs> <laughs> Don't nobody tell water. Uh, they'll, they'll find some way to, to ban it. But I I think that's right. There's so many people out there pushing the boundaries of optimization. Sometimes I, I look at it. Uh, sorry, I'll be judged, but uh, a NASCAR reference because all the cars have to be the same. And it's that small little tweak that, you know, that little bit of passed down information that you can do that goes under the radar that just enhances the turn a tad, the tires that last a little longer, right? it's those small modifications that uh, I think start out as just small modifications that we find out end up being huge influences in our, in our life race and something like uh, red light therapy is, possibly could be one of those things. Uh, I see it affecting so many different avenues. Are, are there some new areas uh, that red light therapy is kind of pushing the boundaries of, or maybe shown in a little research here and there that, you know, just a blip on the radar, there's, you know, nothing conforming or confirming, I mean, but uh, something maybe beyond, uh, the, you know, the the influ- anti-inflammation, et cetera
0: sure uh, well I'll tease this a little bit it hasn't even been uh, published yet but uh, we've been working with uh, dr. Hamlin and he's uh, put together a, a pretty incredible review that's uh, taking a look at the impact that photobiomodulation can have uh, on on cancer cells and specifically uh, treating someone at a, at, a uh, at their whole body level and the impact that that has there uh, going back a couple decades there is some some thought process or some some uh, uh, Contraindications about the pot- potential of, of enhancing actual the, the tumor growth if they were if they were in, uh, induced uh, with with photobiomodulation. But uh, with the advent of uh, LEDs, what they've what they've really started to see and the, the research is documenting is that by by giving your body uh, a, a treatment of specific wavelengths of light, you can actually inha- enhance uh, your body's natural uh, uh, functions to, to combat, uh, cancer cells. So that's something that I'll tease. It, 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 I expect that to be published here and within a, within a couple of weeks, if not even sooner.
1: Anything to add to that one, Scott?
2: Yeah, no, that, that's a great one. It, Cause it, it comes up so often, you know, we, we see that question come up, uh, quite a bit, you know, how does, how does this impact you know, uh, cancer? And as Justin mentioned, the historical thought was that it you know it's, it, it may be contraindicated it was like there was there's was evidence kind of both pro you know for the, the pros and cons of using light therapy for for oncology patients but um but it, more and more as more and more evidence um, is is, uh, or more and more uh, clinical data is being is being published with respect to full body light therapy it seems like um it, it seems like it, it really does impact cancer or can help, you know, patients that are dealing with cancer in, in a very positive way. So that's something interesting. Another, another, you know, another area of interest I think is just, um, you know, there, there's these core kind of buckets with respect to light therapy that, you know, you tend to see in the, in the clinical, in the clinical literature, things like muscle recovery, joint pain, skin health, sort of the obvious, but then there's these, these, um, you know, some researchers are probably are starting to publish more and more um, studies with respect to not only cognitive, you know, enhanced cognitive function, but also um nerve repair nerve regeneration.
0: Holy
2: and shit. so um that, that that's the kind of stuff that's really interesting, you know, and we've oh, got, you know, the, we've got That's
1: dude on a mental health aspect. I mean, the, yeah. the biggest unknown abyss in psychology if you even when you work in uh neuroscientists, is uh the TBI, you know, that right. that traumatic brain injury and now the CTE yep. stuff coming out, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's yep. where as a psychologist you're like, look, I I can't I don't can I can't tell you this. I can't walk you through the mental health aspect if we know there's traumatic brain injury there. And mm-hmm. if you're talking yeah. about nerve regeneration, possible regrowth, uh could add to that. Wow, man. That, yeah. That's
2: it's pretty incredible. Next- uh, I was just gonna on, on that note, speaking of nerve regeneration, we've got a family member who actually had, has a um has been a, a paraplegic for gosh, I think 30 or 40 years. I mean Justin might know a little bit better. I can't remember I can't remember exactly, but um he's seen such dramatic benefits with respect to you know wound healing um yeah, for the past, you know probably over the past year or so. But just like seeing the, you know, the, um, you know, my my wife and uh, and Justin's wife were, you know, were with him recently, and seeing the, you know, showing him some of these, some of this early clinical data with respect to that that aspect. I mean, the sort of the, um, just the the, the renewed hope that he that he could potentially have, um, in just you know it's, it's seeing even some minor improvements with respect to nerve nerve regeneration is, is pretty cool. I mean, granted, that's you know potentially a long ways out, but just just the hope alone is is pretty cool to see. Um, because, you know, the, 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 the data is right there. I mean, there's more and more clinical data with respect to, the, you know, things like that. So uh, it's pretty cool, pretty cool to see, you know, a response like that.
0: One, one thing I wanted to jump in there too with the uh, cognitive benefits, there are actually some impressive studies uh, for Alzheimer's pa- patients. And uh, you mentioned CTE, and I know some of the, the early indications, well, it's, you know, not uh, greatly understood some of the ties there, but I, I know from... Uh, uh, visual uh, perspective, some of the, the, uh, the operations that they've done on, on patients that have, that have succumbed to CTE, that, that the early indications are that it looks very similar to uh, Alzheimer's patients' uh, brain function. So uh, with, with the promising aspects there with what's Alzheimer's, it's, it's, it'll definitely be interesting to see what comes out here over the next uh, several years as this gets uh, more widely understood.
1: Between cancer, nerve regeneration—I mean, that's possible. Uh, people walking again. Uh, there's so many avenues. I mean, a uh, possibility. You're right. The the hope that something like that that can bring, even if it's just that. We see enough uh, pessimism, right? Enough. Uh, <laughs> this is going to kill everybody. This is exposure. Well, I I love people that fight back from that, right? It's. I think we can stand back and point out. Uh, look over there. Look how shitty it is. You know, EMF is terrible. This is bad. Um, but if we can point out solutions right and ideas maybe ways to fight back and cancer obviously is something we 've been fighting forever and probably longer than we probably should in my opinion it yeah. should be freaking done by now but uh, you know even if you're adding this to your repertoire of and you're just op- optimization man there's there's so many impacts of it and any uh, harmful side effects are there anything out there where you know people shouldn't do this where you shouldn't incorporate it into your life anything kind of proven on the on a, a, a a Negative side of using this in your life.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question that we get uh, often uh, asked. But uh, you know, there there that's the great thing about photobiomodulation is there really have been no uh, proven harmful side effects. Uh, you know, we mentioned that there's some of the early thought process on on cancer was one that uh, there was there's some uh, some thinking along those lines early on. But again, that's that's starting to be uh, pretty uh, overwhelmingly debunked. Uh, you know, another common question we get is, you know, what about your eyes? It's really bright. Uh, you know, there's actually evidence that it, that it does help with eye health. Uh, it can actually boost, uh, your mitochondrial function in your retina. And, uh, they've shown that it can benefit, uh, from, you know, cataracts, different other, uh, degenerative eye disease, uh, disorders as well. So, uh, I guess another, another one that falls into that bucket a little bit would be, uh, what about if I'm pregnant? Um, and, you know, there really isn't a, uh, a definitive answer there. That's something we've discussed with Dr. Hamblin as well, as, as you can imagine. Um, he suspects that there would be uh, benefits, uh, both for the, the baby uh, as well as the uh, potentially the mother, but there's uh, there's no, uh, you know, established clinical research there, so that's one of those things where we just have kind of direct people to, uh, you know, consult their physician, but um from every the early indications or and from everything that we know it, it uh there's certainly no established harmful effects
1: well, I hope there's not a whole lot of mothers willing to just volunteer their baby for, <laughs> for new shit lighter or, lighter or not you know <laughs> I mean, yeah. it makes me, I, we're okay that the research is out on pregnant women all right I can deal right. with that if if we have too many people signed up, I'm a little worried you know what yeah. Just, yeah put the light on one but I wouldn't care right I, No, so kudos to those that do um. Now, is is there any overexposure concerns? Right, let's say somebody gets so obsessed with it, a placebo effect takes place, quadruple the time to the already effects that that we know they come from it. Right, and they just they sleep under it, they wake up under it, they find a way to shower (laughs) under it. Right, is is this okay? Do I just live in the red light my whole life?
0: Well, you know that's that's a good point. So. My son actually loves to use his. He he bought his own, and he had he has hung from the bunk bed above him. My my sixteen-year-old son, and he'll use it to relax at night. Uh, but I've had to caution him like, hey, you can't have that thing on all night. You, your body needs to break. So from a uh, from a uh, the aspect of taking light into our eyes, you know, our bodies are are designed to take that in obviously throughout the day, uh, but are but they need a break. So you're basically delivering energy uh, you know, in the, in the evening to help, uh, uh, restore and repair, uh, to give that energy to your body. But yeah, I certainly wouldn't recommend using it, using it all night, uh, in terms of the total dosage, uh, you know, there is, uh, certainly a discussion of what they call a, a biphasic dosage, where if you get too much, uh, it can have, uh, you know, kind of table off that, that effect. But I would say that the, the overall dosage, you will see, uh, clinical studies that show enhanced benefits with pretty substantial dosages, Upwards of even 100 joules per square centimeter. So, uh, to touch on that, uh, you know th- that's one of the most critical aspects in, in looking at a light therapy device is not only the wavelengths, but making sure that you have a device that's giving you the amount of energy required to uh, to give a substantial dosage So to actually you know are able to get the uh, an effective dosage.
1: All right. So uh, this will be kind of two part uh, question. So walk me through. Uh, I'm the i the typical guy, right? I I'm a weekend warrior guy I, I do my uh classes during the week too I get a you know basic sun exposure a little more than most uh, yeah. but I, I want to work this in what's a device like that look like how do I set that up How how do I imagine it in my house uh and what's a type of routine that I go through uh as that and that that question will uh go to you Justin and then Scott on the athletic end what are the differences then between being just that uh, the weekend warrior health person and the the optimizing athlete on how they then would work that in what it looks like in their gym or in their home and their routine
0: sure so uh, I'll take a part one there so uh, how to implement this in your life that's one of the challenges that we had early on is you know how do we create a device that's that's simple easy to use that's easy to incorporate you know most most people don't have room to add like a tanning bed to their house in place let alone the, the cost of you know that size of device so uh, what we offer with with all three sizes of our devices, we have uh, what we call the mini, the original, and the max, and all those all three of those sizes are designed to hang on the back of a door, so literally there's no uh, engineering skills required to get this set up in your house. You basically throw a hook on your door or two hooks in the case of the max light and and hang and hang the light right there the mini and the original come with a a pulley system so you can raise it and lower it to treat the desired area. And and then it's just a matter of uh, incorporating that from a time perspective. So uh, you know, a lot of people find that they enjoy using it in the evenings because it does have uh, a benefits as as far as reducing oxidative stress. It's very relaxing uh, helps with the repair as we have, as we've discussed. So you know, something that a lot of times people enjoy doing in the evening or, or even right before bed.
1: All right. Now, now I'm the athlete. I'm I'm rolling at jujitsu four nights a week, right? I'm doing kickboxing on the weekends, right? I'm, I'm, I'm all in now athlete, right? I may even uh, go pro, right? I could be a pro, right? How, how what's the difference then of, of, uh, of, I guess, like I said, the weekend way?
2: Yeah, sure. I think the biggest difference is is probably probably goes back to the dosage that that Justin covered earlier. Is you want to, you want to look for a device that can deliver a clinically relevant dose of energy, especially if you're looking for you know pro- probably two primary things with athletes: muscle recovery and then in you know, a potentially like joint pain relief or some sort of pain relief, whether it's a a tear in a muscle or something re- re- relative to uh, to a joint issue, and so. With that, with those types of things, you need you need, a, you need a, a fairly decent dose of energy. Something probably, I would argue, at least more than fifty joules per session uh, in order to see significant results. Um, how how and,
1: long is that? What kind of time frame exposure is that?
2: Yeah, so that that kind of goes back to the, the the power output from the device. So, like with our devices, for example, that's one of the things that we really wanted to optimize for. So you wouldn't have to use something for two hours every day. No one's going to do that, me included. And so. Um, we want that's something that we really wanted to optimize for. And there's a specific metric that you want to look for. Uh, it's, it's called irradiance and usually irradiance is measured in milliwatts per square centimeter. And so at the end, at the end of the day, from a big picture, um, our devices deliver about, you know, at the recommended treatment, uh, distance, they deliver about six to seven joules of energy per minute. And so if you're looking for about, if you're an athlete and you're looking for about 50 joules plus, uh, you want to, you know, you want to use it for about eight to 10 minutes, uh, per session. Per treatment area. And so if you're using something like our full body device, like the Max, um, you know, you can stand it, you know, say, say you just did a, a heavy squat day, you know, I could I could stand in front of, you know, stand in, in to, you know, my back towards the device for eight to 10 minutes. And I'm pro- most likely uh, gonna, gonna notice a, a significant, you know, um, uh, re- recovery versus, you know, not using the device. And so it's really, it, you know, with, with, with athletes, it probably just comes down to um, using it maybe for a little bit longer. Um, than uh, then maybe, you know, the normal kind of weekend warrior, um, just because that you, you probably want a little bit higher dose.
1: So it's something I'd work in. I could, let's say it's uh it is a, I don't know, and pick your martial art you know, training. So in between while I'm working out and definitely something at the end of it, I'd want to work in something maybe I'd want to start my day with since it's anti inflammatory. Maybe I've been laying in the same position all night, you wake up kind of stiff, I usually roll out in the morning, uh, something like that. But, uh, you know, eight to 10 minutes, uh, if I'm not the athlete exposure kind of thing in the morning.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and And I think Justin kind of touched on this before. But in terms of like, optimal times of day to use it, morning and evening are probably the best. Um, and that sort of coincides with just the natural rise and sun and set of our, of, of sunlight. And, you know, with, with the, the sunrise and sunset, you're, you're getting more, uh, uh, red and near infrared light at those times of day. So it makes sense to probably use a, a light therapy device. that's delivering those wavelengths at, you know, during those specific times of day. But, um, I would say kind of going back to your question though, first and foremost, just try to work it into your daily, re- daily routine. That's probably most important, just consistency. Um, so if it, if, if you can only squeeze it in the morning, that that's great. If you can, if you're really trying to optimize performance and you can squeeze it in morning and night, that's, that's ideal. Um, but, uh, but specific to actual training. I mean, if I'm, if I'm an athlete and I've got training maybe in the morning and maybe an in, in, in evening session as well, I may use it before, you know, be, before I actually compete first thing in the morning to kind of prime my body. And then maybe again at night after the training is over to help help induce, you know, normal cellular function to aid aid in, uh, in recovery.
1: Yeah. Are, are there any um, biological or molecular changes in my body that have to take place before I start feeling effects? Obviously, if the light does what it uh, does, anti-inflammatory, we can feel those instantaneously. But is there for someone that may not be as athletic, right, that just does, does it for experiencing pain? uh, or, um, anything like that. Is there time to wait for you start seeing effects? So you mentioned the consistency, Scott, Mm -hmm. and for some, I kind of want to get by is no, I tried it. I put the light on my uh, fibromyalgia with my hands and I got nothing, you know, in one night. So it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Right. what's, what's the, are there any changes on our biological level that have to change within us to feel the effects? Do some that are healthier, feel it faster? Uh, Etc. What's kind of the exposure time with this before people really uh, may feel those effects?
2: Sure. Yeah. When, and when it comes to muscle recovery or, or joint pain, m- most people are going to are going to experience results fairly quickly. I, I would probably say, if not if not, almost within a few days, definitely within the first week. Um, and that that's been. You know, not only is that shown in literature but you know we've seen it you know across uh, you know thousands of, uh, of you know customers that have purchased these devices and and, and the reviews that they've given us um, with respect to things like skin health um, that's a little bit different um, uh, most of the most of the energy as Justin mentioned before is absorbed absorbed in the dermis and epidermis of your skin and typically it, that, that's going to require a little bit more prolonged usage probably over the course of at least three to four weeks before you begin to see noticeable results. Some of that I would argue is because we look at ourselves every day in the mirror. So it's just harder to notice those types of changes, but most of the, of the clinical studies with respect to skin health are typically you get these longer, these longer uh, um, uh, windows of, of of treatment um, in terms of measuring both before and after results. And so, skin health takes a little bit longer, but with respect to muscle recovery and, you know, joint pain, typically you're going to see results a lot, a lot sooner than that. But consistency is key. I mean, it, it's not like something that uh, we recommend, you know, using maybe once or twice a week. We ideally recommend using it daily. And if not daily, you know, a solid four or five times a week, if, if, if at all possible. And that, a lot of that just has to do with the fact that, you know, the, the mechanism of action at a cellular level. Uh, and that's not, so, you know, if you don't mind, I, I can jump into that real quick, you know, just for the, just for your listeners that want to get a little bit nerdy but you know most 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 of the mechanism of action with respect to uh, light therapy um is uh, uh happens during the fourth phase of cellular respiration and normal cellular function um oxygen helps uh helps uh, bind to nadh to actually form atp synthase which is a precursor to atp so it's cellular energy basically but what happens is when our, our cells are stressed. Uh, nitric oxide, which I'm sure most most of your you know most of the people listening have heard uh, listening to the show have heard of that. Um, too much nitric oxide can be a, a bad thing, and nitric oxide will actually bind to cytochrome c oxidase, this enzyme called cytochrome c oxidase, um, and so um, that actually halts the production of ATP synthase. And so, light therapy with the specific wavelengths actually breaks that bond between between cytochrome c oxidase and NADH or uh, cytochrome c oxidase and nitric oxide. So when that, when that bond is broken, that actually helps cytochrome C oxidase then uh, bind to, or uh, induce uh, oxygen ions to bind to hydrogen ions to, to induce normal cellular function. And so that, that was kind of a lot to get through re- relatively quickly, but that's what's going on at a cellular level. And so um, um, there's a ton of this information you know, on, on our site um, if, for those that, that want to learn a little bit more. But because of that core mechanism of action that you're just inducing normal, the normal cellular production of ATP... That's why you get such a broad range of benefits.
1: Yeah. So ATP feeds so much of our body. And mm-hmm. now uh, the the contrast that came up or the thought that came up, right, is um, our exposure to light, to natural light, to out, uh, being out in the sun, et cetera, um, does all of those things, right? Again, we're referencing back to Dr. Jack Cruz's uh, research, right? It's, uh, it increases that, it does all kinds of things, right? Um Working in the red light, I think we touched on a little bit. uh, I think Justin covered a little bit about overexposure, right? But um, is there any drawback or any issue? Say I've spent all day in the sun and maybe I'm at the beach all day, right? Or I'm just hanging out all day in the sun, six, seven, eight hours, right? Or, Or fishing all day. And now I've come back and my regular therapy would be to now expose for maybe 20 minutes or so and rotate. Would would, be, would there be any worry there of, of overdoing it when I mix it with sunlight? Maybe I work outside all day, right? Something like that.
0: Actually, that'd be a perfect time to get a treatment in. There's uh, actually in, uh, research that uh, shows, I just uh, wrote a, a blog post on this on uh, sunlight and how how it uh, compares and, and works with photobiomodulation. Uh, and it talks about how, uh, getting near infrared and red wavelengths uh, before you're exposed to UV wa- rays actually prepares your body to harness the UV wavelengths. And then afterwards, in in the evening, uh, getting those wavelengths, whether it's you know through through evening sunlight or in a shorter session of uh, photobiomodulation, you actually help uh, restore some of the stress and, and and damage that can be caused by UV rays. So it's it's definitely something that 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 you can still benefit from even if you do get, uh, a, you know, a healthy dosage of sunlight.
1: Yeah. So it's a prep in your body, right? Dr. Jack Ruth talks about your body, not, you just won't absorb it. You could be on the equator, not just going to start absorbing naturally. Or, mm-hmm. That's why I asked about it. Was there any molecular change or biological change that had to take place so I could absorb it better? So really mixing being out in the sun even more than mixing this actually allows you to absorb even more of the benefits from it.
0: Exactly. That's that's the incredible thing. You know, there's so many things that our bodies uh, get put through. You mentioned, you know, EMFs and blue light, and we have all these stressors that basically rob our body of of uh, cellular energy and cellular function. And this is just a great way to help help restore the, help restore that function. So it's it's been incredible to see just the wide range of benefits. You, know, you touched on the great question. You know, what what kind of timeline should I expect? To, you know, to see benefit from you know this this problem or this issue and you know, obviously, that's it's impossible to, to answer that uh, for you know for customers that that are that are curious. But I'd just say that the the research is overwhelming uh, overwhelmingly uh, shows that it that it helps with cellular function and that uh, and it does help with a with a wide range of health benefits. Obviously, the timeline that everyone's going to experience that uh, those uh, symptoms kind of decreasing for themselves is, it just kind of depends on their own individual health situation, but. Uh, you know, encourage people to, to, as Scott mentioned, use it daily. And we, and we also include a, a 60 day uh, money back guarantee with, with all of our, our devices too. So helps people give, have that peace of mind that, Hey, try it, you know, use it for a full two months. If you're not totally satisfied, send it back and we're, and, you know, happily send you a refund.
1: Beautiful. I, um, Actually, I was pulling up some of the comments, you know, I, the tribe of change. I think uh, that's how your uh, wife got a hold of me. She, somebody put her in the tribe of change and then she reached out uh, through, through that group. Um, So I I posted a a while ago, um, if anybody had some comments, questions, there's some cerebral cats in that group, man. Uh, They're way smarter than me. So uh, I'll one, try to see if I can make sure I pronounce all the words they use. Um, So uh, let's see. Uh, Joe Sutter, he's commenting about how he enjoyed it, his experiences from it. Uh, my co-author definitely got a post. He has if he'd get a light. Uh, Paul Gallagher, should we pay much attention to the inverse square law when it comes to your Jove devices, and and what are the main differences between your devices and a and IR, a, IR ear lamp?
0: Sure, no, that's a great question. So uh, infrared, as I mentioned, has a wide range of wavelengths, and uh, infrared saunas, or you know any. Uh, device that just says, hey, this is near-infrared, well, you know, there could be different benefits from those wavelengths. You really need to check and make sure if you're wanting photobiomodulation results, then you really need to make sure it's using those optimum wavelengths. So that would be the thing that I would look for, is are they using the wavelengths that the the research supports, as I mentioned, between 630 and 670 nanometers, or between 810 and 880 nanometers for the near-infrared?
2: And on that note, Adam, there, you know, most people, you know, we get this question a lot is like how, uh, and I think that's maybe what Paul's getting at is how is this different than like the little heat lamps that you can buy at the, at the, you know, local Home Depot, or there's even some companies that sell devices that incorporate heat lamps. And it's just fundamentally different than light therapy. Heat heat lamps are pretty, pretty inefficient. They deliver a pretty broad range of wavelengths, as Justin just mentioned. Uh, They also deliver a lot of heat. And so you, you lose a lot of that energy as heat. So they may be, you know, halfway decent at, at, at inducing like a sauna type of benefit, um, but not necessarily really ideal for light therapy or photobiomodulation.
1: Doesn't, yeah, he went on to talk about the penetration and the depth of it and kind of mm-hmm. complementing uh, what you all do uh, is reaching those, et cetera. So he went on to uh, basically, yeah, I get it. And uh, yeah. thanks and hope everybody's well. Um, let's see, Raphael. Uh, should someone still do red light therapy? If they live somewhere, they can get sun all year. I think we kind of covered, right? That topic as if you can be in sun all year, it's even better for you. Um, let's see. Um, I'm always, I'm going to be terrible at the names, man. Tain, <laughs> Taintoa Webster, uh, ideal timing of cold thermogenesis, cold shower for me and Juve um, use in pre-bed routine. Uh, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> she was just reaching out can, saying, uh, yeah, it works and I like it. A um, few other comments. Um, what do Justin and Scott think about the future of red or other light therapies? Will it become more mainstream in the near future? I, I do like that question. Are there any other light frequencies or colors or uh, patterns that do anything different?
0: Well, that's a great question. You know, there's some uh, research uh, supporting uh, different specific wavelengths of, of blue light uh, for uh, for reducing Uh, inflammation, and also like actually killing uh, uh, bacteria, for example. Uh, But to the first part of that question, you know, do we see this becoming more mainstream? Uh, I think the the answer is absolutely. Uh, You know, in one of our early talks with Dr. Michael Hamlin, uh, what he said was, you know, I anticipate whether it's uh, five years or 10 years, at some point, Literally every household in this in this nation country is going to have a light therapy device in their house, and, and he said I don't see any reason why it can't be yours. And so we we said well we like the way you think. So <laughs> uh, you know it, it's definitely something that I think everybody can benefit from, and it's it's an investment that that uh, you know we, we've uh, our customers have proven time time again that you know they that they don't regret.
1: Yeah, well, look, we're willing to put look at me. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to follow Dr. Jack Cruz's advice the best I can. But I really love my studio. And I guess we give away what we gain. I'll probably have cancer one day of, of the or some shit, you know, but uh, I, I try to set it up to where I got direct light sunlight, you know, coming in this way, right. But we're willing to put the mics around us surround us with ourselves with the EMF, right. We're willing to damage ourselves with, you know, late night television and phone waking up to and all day, right. Um, that a simple you know incorporating another light in the home, hell yeah that 's plausible <laughs> yeah. i 'm I'm, I'm way with it it's especially uh, i 'd love to see further and further research about um its fight against blue light exposure to you know if you can counteract that, you know he talks about using sunlight to counteract that right i got to go outside, strip down naked, walk in the grass here for an hour after this podcast. And so if I can also incorporate possibly red light to fight that exposure, I think he's talked about that as being effective, too, for it some. So, I mean, this is beautiful. I love it. It's, you know, from what it seems like, I love to be able to say with no harmful side effects. You know, I say that with my book, and I love to say it with this, man, and the impact even over here on the mental health side. That I see I spoke about in the beginning, you know, that it could really if it's enough to keep people off of too much Tylenol that leads to too much Vicodin that leads to too many other opiates that follow, uh, then that's still a hand up for other people. And yeah. uh, and, and it doesn't take much to incorporate that in, in your life. And those are kind of the things that I think uh, will change lives, do change lives and are, are good for us uh, and in a place where we need some different holistic approaches, man, that are based in actual science.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, two things I'd recommend. If you have uh, questions, you're kind of still skeptical, uh, check out the learn page on our website. There's a ton of great info. Uh, Don't, you know, dives into a couple of the things we've talked about today, obviously uh, differences uh, benefits uh, from uh, with sunlight. Uh, We talk about uh, kind of differences between sauna therapy and photobiomodulation. Uh, there's even a piece on those infrared heat lamps and why this is uh different but uh if you're not a science geek and you just want to see like what does it help you with then uh i'd highly encourage you to to check out the reviews page that's uh my favorite part about doing this is uh getting those reviews and and seeing the differences that it's that is making in people's lives it's it's pretty cool
2: yeah and, and and just just to you know add on that adam i i think you're 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 dead on with respect to your comment about like where you know where photobiomodulation or light therapy And the possibilities that it has for the future, and I think there's just going to be, you know, so so long. Like all of us, you know, growing up, I think we're all kind of similar ages. We've grown up, you know, under this, you know, under this the context that sunlight is bad. We've got to put sunscreen on all the time. And I I was just reading an Instagram post from someone earlier today that's like, you need to be putting it on five times a day. And it was just like this. There's just going to be a lot more, a lot more education and awareness around the benefits and how our bodies actually metabolize light. You know, we're, we're talking about specific wavelengths, but I, you know, I see that Dr. Jack Cruz, who we've mentioned several times is doing, you know, a phenomenal job of like, you know, bringing attention and awareness to how our bodies metabolize light. But I think just like there's so much education around how our bodies metabolize food, I think you know that's going to, we're going to see a renewed interest in how our bodies metabolize light in the future. Um, So I think that's going to be kind of cool to see.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to end the rampage. The way our bodies metabolize light. I mean, the process of going, we're eating the light. And uh, man, I'm sorry, I, I had a flip. I went, Man, you could go all the way back to all this religious text where we know they're talking about the sun, right? Just yeah. spelled differently, and uh, a worship toward the sun in some way. Uh, you start to look back and go, Oh, I mean, maybe, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> if it's keeping your ass alive, if it's keeping you healthy, I can see back then where somebody's going to worship something maybe they didn't know. Right. Maybe they didn't know scientifically, but hey, you know, I know I feel it when I go outside and I've been in the sun uh, and I spend a weekend by the water in the sun. I, I know what that does to me and my feelings. So um, yep. this is an enhance toward that. It adds toward that it makes us healthier for fellows, man. And uh, where can everybody find it? Uh, pronounce it to for everybody and uh, send them to the places they need to go. I know you already sent to the information, but I mean, to actually get the sure. product and find it.
0: Yep. Uh, the website is juve.com. That's J O O V com. And, uh, so yeah, check it out. It's, uh, uh, there's a ton of stuff to learn on there. And, uh, if you go to the, uh, the, the product page, you can check out the info on, on the different models that we, that we offer. And we have uh, you a know, chat function. And we're happy to answer any questions that, that uh, come up along the way.
1: No, I know you're itching. Come on, walk us out of here, Scott.
0: well if you want to pronounce this
2: jove or juvie you know we'll take it we'll take it however you want to pronounce it but yeah juve.com if you're a science geek or you kind of want to dig into that go to the learn page uh if you want to stay high level and you just kind of want to hear how other people have responded to our 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 device check out the reviews page it's pretty cool to, to kind of scroll through there and you know hear what hear what people are saying in their own words you know with no no marketing fluff but um you know as as a company we we you know our one of you know we're, culture is a big thing, and we try to be as authentic as and genuine as possible so uh, any questions that you have we'd love to love to address them and we understand if if some people are skeptical, we were too uh, we've gotten over that hump uh you know with uh digging into the science, but we just encourage everyone keep an open mind, look at the science um and uh and more than happy to answer any questions that you have.
1: Yeah, and remind them as I got a comment here that uh, you can't just go buy the red LED light at Walmart and can say what you're saying. There's a difference (laughs) between the bulb.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we we like to stick to the rule of three. So when you're looking for a device, whether it's ours or something else, the rule of three is what wavelengths does it deliver? So pay attention to the wavelengths. Look at the irradiance, not the wattage, but the irradiance. That's really important. That'll allow you to calculate the joules that are delivered to your body. Uh, and then third is the treatment area. Like, how much of my body can I treat in one single time? So, if you keep those three things in mind, that'll help kind of guide you, you know, towards you know the the best uh, the best product uh, the best wow. products out there.
1: That's perfect. You know how our society loves the three things that you can take <laughs> away from this podcast are right. We don't remember all the rest of the competence, but give me yeah. the three steps to getting thin, getting rich, and being <laughs> happy. Right.
0: <laughs> <That's not it. laughs> There's always okay. three.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. That's uh, psychology says do three, man. I, right. I appreciate I appreciate you guys coming on, man, and uh, uh, sharing all the information and what you do. And uh, please keep living that cognitive rampage, that cognitive red light rampage. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity, Adam. We're big fans of your work, man. So keep it yeah. keep it going. Yeah, we love what you do.
1: Thank y'all, man. You're too kind. I have my moments, is all.
0: <laughs> we really appreciate it. Thank you. See you, fellas. See ya.